Hello? Listen, bitch. All right. (laughs) Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Listen, Bitch. I am here with a recurring guest that you guys seem to love for some reason. Um, Cody, thanks. Welcome back to the studio, a.k.a. my apartment in L.A. and your apartment in Syracuse. Or not apartment, you're in your parents' house, right? Yeah. In the basement? Uh, I'm in my bedroom right now, but I spend most of the day in the basement, yeah, because... Yeah. I'm super cool. Because <laughs> you're working all day. Yeah. I'm so cool. I spend, I'm so cool. I'm 23. I spend the majority of my day in my parents' basement. Yeah. Wouldn't have it any other way. No. Um, so how have you been? What are you up to? Uh, doing well. Yeah, working a lot. Um, hanging out. Um, yeah, don't really do much. Just hang out in my parents' basement and sometimes my bedroom. That's, that's so exciting. I'm so uh, happy for you. Thank you. Um. I'm doing really well. Thank you for asking. Oh, yeah. How are you doing? I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm freaking out right now because I don't think I'm going to be able to go home. Um, like, I, I don't know, but I'm, like, nervous I'm not going to be able to go home for Christmas now because, like, flights and shit are shutting down. Mm. Yeah, and that's, that's too bad. scary. That is frightening. Uh, yeah, I don't know what my sister is going to do. She also is in California, and I don't know yet yeah, yeah. she's going to be able to come home. But we'll see. That's unfortunate. Is she planning on coming home for Christmas? Um, I really don't know. Or Thanksgiving, I mean? Uh, no, not Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. De- definitely not Thanksgiving. Um, that wasn't like... I don't think that really would have been a plan anyway, though. Um, but now I don't think Christmas either. But we'll see. So exciting. I hope she gets to come home. Yeah, same. I haven't seen her in uh, like 11 months or something like that. 11 months? Yeah, I think so. I think it might be last Christmas. Oh, because then COVID and she like yeah. literally couldn't come. Yeah, home. I, I was supposed to go out there in May to visit her, but then, uh, yeah, COVID happened. COVID. I don't know if anyone's oh, heard didn't. about this new COVID thing that's going on. This COVID thing, I don't know. It's mostly it's, just a couple people's lives. It's, just it's a few people have been inconvenienced. Yeah, it's just, it's. it's um, that's so funny because like I would totally expect that every single person did what I did, and as soon as like COVID hit, just had like a bunch of breakdown and like ran home to their parents. Uh. Yeah, that's pretty much what I did. <laughs> Our office shut yeah, down good. and I went home. <laughs> you were like, I'm coming back and I'm never going back. Yeah. Our office shut down like Thursday night. They, or maybe like Friday afternoon, they emailed us and I was home uh, Sunday at 11 a.m. So that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I got home. That's very fast. you, though. That's yeah. very you. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, well, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, we are me. talking about something that is. Very near and dear, I think, to both of us. Um, We're talking about mental health. We're putting a spin on it because I'm not talking to a woman. I'm talking to a straight man about it. One of the only straight people I trust, Alex (laughs) Chaproti. I want to start off a little bit. I have, like, statistics saved on my... Oh, here they are. Oh, yeah. I wrote some things down as well. Just to reference. Oh, so Alex Chaproti came prepared to my podcast. Like an idiot. I just... uh, Wait, can I throw a disclaimer out there that I am most likely going to sound like an idiot through about three quarters to 98% of this. Um, a thousand percent. I, I'm not a professional in any capacity, <laughs> mental health or otherwise. Um, oh, so you're not a therapist? I'm not even a professional in a real job, I feel like. I don't think that I could be no. a professional in a single field. So definitely not no. in mental health. But I can speak from my own experiences and uh, the experiences I guess I've heard from other people. But not too much more. So when I sound like an idiot, please cut me some slack. Ignore me. Please roast them on social media. Please don't do tell that. Them, tell them your Instagram at so they can just roast you. <laughs> it is um, no, Lexi thank you for White. that disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my Instagram is Lexi H. White. <laughs> uh, Alex actually runs the Listen Bitch Instagram account. So yep, you can yep. just 
Yeah. Any grievances, leave in the messages. It pays um, really well. That's why I do it. Yeah, I pay a lot. I yeah, direct deposit. Yeah. So the reason we're talking about men's mental health is one because you're a man, and mm-hmm. two because it's definitely something just a topic that is not. First of all, mental health alone, obviously not talked about, and then even less men's mental health. Um, mm-hmm. But some facts that I was reading today that kind of shocked me. Um, Six million men in the United States are affected by depression per year. And I don't care about the comparison of that to the amount of people in the United States because six million people is a fucking lot of people. Yeah, that's like at the end of the day. And there's people that Um, do report it actually. So I'm sure the number is like much higher because a lot of people. Oh, it's got to be way higher. Yeah, so that's just reporting people. That's so true. I didn't even think about that. Um, And then, so the five major mental health things that affect, not things, mental health problems that affect men. Our number one depression, number two anxiety, number three bipolar disorder, number four psychosis and schizophrenia, and number five eating disorders. Men are more likely to die from suicide than women in the United States. And also men are more likely to um, be victims of substance abuse than women in the United States, obviously another mental health disorder. Mm-hmm. So let's just get right into it. With knowing all that, what is some stuff that you think maybe you saw when you were younger? And because I think this really starts from, from day one. Like I, I know as a woman, like I was prepared from the moment I was born to deal with my own emotions and also to deal with other people's emotions. Are there patterns like that that you see just growing up that now you're an adult and you're like, oh, maybe this should have not happened like this, or maybe I should have been taught this or not taught this, et cetera, compared to maybe like little girls that you remember growing up. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think like just throwing out that like mental health is like part of just like your total health. And I think that just the way like men or like boys, like young, young uh, men and like even kids are taught about mental or health in general like physical health, mental health, everything yeah. is like that men are just supposed to like be like tough. And like, even like if we get a real injury, like if we like, uh, you know, like a physical injury, um, like break our arm, like it's, we're kind of told like rub some dirt on it, you know, get over right. it. And I think that that you can't like, cry about it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that like really quickly transfers to like mental health also, where it's like mental health is like an even less visible uh, thing out in the world, like less symptoms a lot of the time uh, than like a physical injury. But we kind of take that like, what we're taught just to like, yeah, rub some dirt in it. You're going to be fine. Get over it. Um, into like thinking about mental health. Um, and yeah, I think that's like indoctrinated in us even when we're super young. And I think like our parents' generation, uh, did a pretty poor job. Um, maybe yeah. especially with men, I obviously didn't have an experience like as a, um, as a woman, like learning about these things. I'm kind of surprised almost even that you said, like you felt super equipped to deal with it where like, I don't think like 90% of the men that I, know and talk to you i don't think they would say they were even remotely prepared to deal with it especially like their own let alone other people's like i really yeah think that like that was something that i had to go venture out on my own and probably still like pretty poor at just because uh definitely as a kid and like a young adult or a young man like definitely did not learn these things yeah i'm glad you said that because i do and i don't want to like stigmatize men obviously yeah no yeah but I do feel like men just don't know how to deal with other uh, people's emotions. Like the amount of times I've like, oh, like, I don't know, just when someone cries, like, do you have any idea what to do? Versus I feel like when I grew up, I was 
basically taught like that was my responsibility when someone else is upset that's my responsibility to Mm -hmm. do something about it as like a naturally nurturing human being yeah yes and yeah yes and so i don't i don't think like men are are taught to do that and then do you feel like like do, do you feel uncomfortable when other people are showing emotion in front of you and you're like i don't really know what to do yeah i definitely still do and like i think in the past like like I don't know, six years ago, like in high school or whatever, I would have felt even like 30 times more uncomfortable than I do now. And yeah. like, so even if I feel a bit uncomfortable now, like back when I was growing up, it was like way, or I mean, I'm still growing up, but back when we were younger, yeah. it was like way, way, way worse. Um, and I think like, yeah, being equipped to deal with other people is like, especially that period, like middle school, high school, like really formative mm-hmm. years, you're definitely most likely to hang out mostly with people, um, I think of your own gender. Mm-hmm. And so um, like if, you know, 80% of your friends are, are also guys and then no, none of them know how to talk to you about like mental health or yeah. like dealing with emotions. Like where are you really going to get it from? There's like a lot fewer options, yeah. I think, or a lot fewer outlets um, to really talk about these things and like get any support at all. That's not just like a bunch of like very uncomfortable, sweaty, like right. <laughs> you know, young people just being like super weird about it. And like to yeah. this day, like I still spend like, most of my time hanging out is probably still with guys. It's definitely still with guys. And like, yeah. we still are extremely poor at talking about it. Like getting better. Yeah. We try to, uh, but still pretty bad at it. I was like, I was going to ask if you and your friends talk about your mental yeah. health. Because I like mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty much all my friends and I talk about. What's our feelings? Yeah. No, I like, uh, I think that we actually like, I, I, we've talked, we talked about it recently a little bit. Um, I don't know for those, I'm going to guess bring it up now. <laughs> the people that don't know, like, uh, a kid from uh, Lexi in my high school that he graduated with committed suicide in like mid August. He was like one of my best friends, like definitely like a guy like super tight in our like social circle. And so like I think in the past few months we've made it a, a little bit more of an effort um, to talk about things like that, but uh, still yeah. like rarely like I don't know and like r- rarely sober, especially I would say um, we don't yeah. really talk about it. But I actually like in college I think I, like I was. I was in a fraternity in college and I was this position called like the health and wellness chair, which like was essentially, it started out as just like this bullshit position, but then, um, it kind of turned into like, I would go to these meetings about like mental health and like, you know, be part of like groups around campus that were about that. So I like, uh, people that know me listening to this podcast, like I probably don't seem as much of like that guy where you'd think people would like come to me and talk to me about these things. But like in college, it was much more where people would and like, at home, I think not very much at all, but, um, yeah, I think like part of that is because when you get to college, like you are in like this super vulnerable position and like, you don't have experience with these people from when you're like a little kid, like they don't know as much about you. So maybe it's a little bit mm-hmm. easier than to be vulnerable. Um, yeah, but sorry, that was a really long winded answer for like a pretty simple No, question. that was <laughs> such a good answer. <laughs> but yeah, wow. like, so especially I'd say my friends at home, obviously I'm hanging out with yeah. most now or, or seeing and, and speaking to most now because can't really go anywhere um right we don't we we need to like be definitely be better about talking about it and i think uh, i would assume most men listening to this would would agree um that probably their friends don't talk about it enough or yeah still are not equipped to talk about it yeah so if you're having like a mental health problem okay say you're like feeling down i don't know really your history of mental mm-hmm. health but like what do you do like are you are you more someone who's like i'm just gonna keep this to myself until i like am off the fucking rails or are you someone who's like this is, you know, I go and talk to my parents about it. What do you typically do? Yeah, I mean, personally, I probably, I, I often keep it to myself. Like, right. <laughs> luckily, and like, knock on wood, I haven't had like a mental health emergency. 
um, in my life, yeah. but like definitely had um, ups and downs in mental health, like everyone does, and like yeah. at times they've been much more extreme than others. Um, and like probably very stupidly of me, uh, when they were happening, I've never like I've rarely reached out to like friends even. Um, I have never talked to like anyone professionally, which again is probably so dumb. And I think like I definitely at times should have like talked to somebody, but um, have yeah. not. But yeah, definitely like the classic cliche of a male like in my worst periods of mental health throughout my life like I've just kept it to myself which is right not good not good not good that's so interesting that you have never seen a mental health professional but you at school were like people's go-to yeah I was like I became like this this like yeah weird like intermediary where people um like you know it was all guys I was in fraternities but they felt like um stigma like the stigma was too strong or something like that they didn't want to talk to someone but like luckily I was like good friends with a lot of them so they did feel maybe comfortable like sharing things with me um, yeah and yeah yeah do you do you think that like say it's you, you and your guy friends do you think that having women there as well makes you feel like you could be more vulnerable or would you rather be more vulnerable when it's just like you and the boys yeah this is actually something I wrote down um I think <laughs> that I like was just thinking about the differences I guess, like, this also goes a little bit off the last question. I guess I didn't mention, like, I'd definitely be more, like, let's, like group messages, let's say. Um, yeah. I, I'd be more, or just text messages in general, I'd be more likely probably to reach out to a girlfriend. Um, just, mm-hmm. I don't know. That might depend, because I'm really, really close with a lot of my guy friends, so I tell yeah. them things. But, like, if it's something that I'm not super, like, I don't think it's, like, a crazy problem, like, something smaller, but, like, a mental health thing, nonetheless, probably reach out to girls first. But, so then, yeah, right. I wrote down, like, if it was in person... I think the only time I've ever seen men talk about mental health is in rooms with only guys. Like, okay, if, that's or, interesting. I mean, it, but then I think also that um, personally and like a lot of other guys might be comfortable speaking in rooms if it was only girls, like if it was only a few girls. But I think that when it like becomes a mixed group, even though I have really, really good friends of girls, really good friends of the guys, I feel like I'd be less likely to speak about, speak openly about these things if it was a mixed group. Um, rather than just, and like, I like had to like process why I think that is. And I think it's just like, I don't know, that like tough guy kind of, um, macho-ness like comes out probably more when there's girls, like girls and guys. You don't want to like cry. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I guess guess, like if it's all dudes, like we become good enough friends, the guys that I hang out with where like, there's no longer like that one upsmanship really, or like, you know, needing to feel like strong. Um, but I think, yeah like just naturally when girls get added in the mix like they, like the dynamic just changes a bit so I yeah. think like I'm likely to speak about it with just guys with just girls but like never but to, I, would ne- I would rarely uh, imagine like a guy and I don't think that's a good thing again because I think that a lot of guys have great friends that are girls and great friends that are guys but I don't know that dynamic just like it's twisted when all when things all come together I like your points about it because I feel like that is kind of what I thought you were going to say, except I thought that you, about the, the mixed group, how mm. it would be more difficult. But I thought that you would say you would rather talk to a group of women. But I also think you're unique where you have that really, like, really, really tight group of guy friends that are, like, just really vulnerable and honest with each other. Sure. Um, I think that, yeah, I think that we are vulnerable and honest. I, don't think, I think that we still have, like, a ways to go on that, though, yeah. as well. Like, I'll probably all groups of guys that I've been friends with throughout my life, like in college, high yeah. school, now, whatever. Like, I just think it's like, like we've kind of been touching on already, like yeah. the way it is where I think that 
for guys and maybe not as much so with women it's still like a super work in progress like that we yeah as a gender need to work on yeah well it's so true just about mental health in general like we always say like break the stigma but like Mm -hmm. when i'm in a really bad place mentally like it's so hard for me to be like not that this is normal and like i should be feeling like this but just like that mental health disorders are normal and like it is okay for me to feel that way and that other people are also feeling that way like i get so inside of my head and i and even when i'm in it i know i'm like i am not breaking the stigma i am doing the things that i preach not to do Mm. by keeping this to myself or by shutting down or beating myself up for feeling like this but you just even though you know you're doing it it's so hard to break out of that because we've just been so conditioned since we were little to be a certain way like you know what i mean i think as a woman like I'm allowed to, like, be emotional. It's, like, a weird mix because I, I am supposed to be, like, emotional, but I want to be too emotional because, like, society has told me femininity is bad, but it's also what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. But then I feel really bad when I think that I'm contributing to that stigma right. because it is just so... You know what I mean? Even though I know and yeah. I'm pretty educated on the topic, you just have such a hard time, like, getting yourself out of that... Um, mm situation and i think i mean i definitely you know know men that speak out about mental health and i appreciate it so much but obviously just on social media and even in my friend groups i think women are way more honest about it Mm -hmm. and vocal about it and i think that's just because we are given that space to be vulnerable publicly whereas men maybe not yeah and so i oh go ahead no i just like definitely i i agree with all this and like i've at times like felt like like a hypocrite when like uh, if someone like does reach out to me I, sh- I like immediately like oh I think you should like talk to a mental health professional like as if that's like the easiest thing to go do like as right. if that's like just going like to buy like an ice cream away you know like I don't know at the ice right. cream shop like uh, but yeah. really like that's a super hard thing to do and like yeah again there's probably been times in my life like um, where like yeah it would have helped immensely to speak to a mental health professional I think probably for everyone yeah. even if like like the reason I haven't done it in the past few years is because I think my mental health has been pretty good um, yeah. But like even people like me, who I think that just the past few years has been good, I probably uh, could have it at that point, and definitely yeah. at times should have. Um, and so like, yeah. there's definitely like, I know that it's the right thing to do to like say to someone like, okay, if I think this is serious, like I'm gonna tell them like, okay, yeah, I, I think it's a great plan to go talk to a mental health professional. And then uh, if they're like, have you done it? And I'm like, oh no, I kind of feel like an idiot. But I don't know. I don't know where I was going at that point, but just like, I think I'm trying to talk, (laughs) I'm trying to say like, I've even felt the stigma of, um, speaking to mental health professionals, things like that. Um, Yeah. And like, it's immense and like, it's going to be difficult to break it. And I think that there's like steps going towards breaking it, but, uh, but yeah, there's still like a huge stigma and that I've felt and that I've like, uh, felt limited by even. Yeah. But I think that that should not lessen the fact that definitely people should be, more people should be talking to to mental health professionals. I think, honestly, like, everybody should go to a therapist at least once. Because even yeah. stuff, like, when you're talking about, like, well, I would rather talk to my guy friends or my girlfriends, but not together. And you were like, and I really had to think about why that is. Like, I think most people, one, can't even do that. Yeah, sure. Like, realize that, like, oh, that's maybe not the way it should be. And I want to understand why I feel like this. But then, too, like, even stuff like that where we, we think, like, oh, I'm doing okay. But I also have these, like, little behaviors and triggers like i think it everyone should go see a therapist at least once yeah Just i think once. that's true if also. you like it you like it yeah um can i ask when you think that you were mentally like the worst and yeah. then maybe like what's changed but also yeah. if you don't want to answer that that's no cool. yeah um i think like there's definitely a period that was like 
um, I think this might like come to surprise even to you, Lexi. Like we've been good friends throughout this whole process, this whole period. But like senior of high school through like maybe the beginning of sophomore year of college was probably yeah. like the the like extended period when I felt like my mental health was like least positive overall. Like there was, it's not like I was twenty four seven depressed like in my bed, mm-hmm. but like just that period like definitely comes to mind. Like, and I think maybe that was like natural for I don't know if a lot of people experience that just like. Um, the vulnerabilities of like going to college like graduating high school mm-hmm. just like all this shit was changing and like yeah. anxiety through the roof like even felt like depressed at times um, yeah. which is like difficult like you know and back then I had zero understanding of any of this stuff like again, right. right now I have like a level two out of a million understanding of it but it's better right. than like what I did have Yeah. Um, but like now I realize like it was probably things like um, hormonal things or, or like you know yeah. just like all these things are like happening around me like again like yeah. graduating high school like trying to get incep- accepted in all these colleges just like mm-hmm. shit was going down um yeah and it was just so, like oftentimes just yeah again like a, a hormonal like attack on your body and like things like yeah. that you don't realize like but yeah definitely like times like that and there's other like yeah. smaller times i was surprised the one that um i wasn't like super affected by um was graduating college and like moving on to yeah. adulthood because i like moved to a city alone i knew literally zero yeah. people there and i thought like i was like fully prepared to like freak the fuck out right um, and be like so depressed and, and like, like anxious and shit. yeah exactly like yeah i thought like the anxiety like i experienced like graduating high school and and uh going into college I, it was like just like so prepared for that to happen and then when it didn't hit it was right. like weird almost um yeah. and i don't again i think it was just like happenstance like uh, i i don't know why like made that transition decently smoothly uh, but definitely I've talked to other guys um, or other people in general that have experienced like transition times are obviously hard uh, I talked to a friend recently from college he just graduated this year um, like a year after we did and he yeah. like you know asked me about all these things and I'm like this is like probably the most normal reaction to have like if you aren't freaking yeah. out a little bit like then I might be a little bit concerned yeah. I think like having feelings like anxiety and like yeah. Um, going back to like with men, I think that we th- think we're supposed to just make these transitions very smoothly. So that when like yeah. we do experience a little bit of um, mental health issues or just like any feelings, we're like yeah, any turbulence at all. Yeah, right. We're yeah. like, what the hell? Like, and like it's yeah. like again, people like moving across the fucking country, like away from their family yeah. maybe for the first time, or like away from their friends yeah. for the first time. And it's like uh, I don't think it's you know, again, trying to like break the stigma but i think that we need to like normalize that rather than uh be like confused or like scared of that yeah no i definitely agree with that yeah. and i um i think that that is kind of shocking that i think post-college you didn't have mm-hmm. that freak out but maybe that's also because you like grew a lot in college um <laughs> I'm kind of shocked about the senior of high school. Freshman year of college, I could see that. Yeah. Like, definitely, freshman year, I think, is tough for a lot of people um, and that transition. Um, I wanted to ask... Did I already ask this? Wait, I'm going to ask you a question, but let me know if I already asked okay. it. Um, are there times that you see... Because we talked about how, like, women are given a little bit more flexibility to be vulnerable and to talk about our mm. mental health. Um, is there ever a time that you've seen women talk about mental health and you are like frustrated or upset, et cetera, because you feel like you don't also have that ability? Hmm. I don't think frustrated. I don't think like that's the right word, but, um, 
I don't know. I'm trying I'm trying to think like I, I think I see it a lot on like social media, just like women being more open. And I don't know that I feel like yeah, I don't think frustrated is a word. I don't know if like limited maybe um mm-hmm. is more true. But I don't know. I don't think that hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, having like sixteen thoughts all hit me at once and I don't know like where to go with this. Yeah. But, um That's just something I've always wondered. Because I know I get, like, frustrated when someone talks about something. And I'm, like, because of who I am, I am limited in my ability to do that or say that, et cetera. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I, just I, again, I, don't, I never, felt like, never like, felt, like, frustrated. I think, like, my experience, seeing it most of the time is, like, on social media. So it's, like, a little bit more distance. And I definitely, like, have this feeling that I can't express it in that way. Uh, but I don't mm-hmm. think like personally that would be uh, the way I would express it anyway. So maybe I, right. I don't feel as limited, but I'm sure that there are like many men and, and probably women as well that do see other people um, talking about it this way or like feeling open enough to speak about it this way. And they, I'm sure, feel limited like by that. Yeah. And again, I, I don't know why social media really is coming to mind. I guess because it's like we still aren't having these conversations as much like in the open. Um, yeah, they're so, mostly like, on social media. Yeah, I guess I just see it a lot like in social media where uh, women definitely being more open. And I'm sure like some men yeah. would, would prefer that to be their outlet, um, that, that feel limited. But personally, again, I, I don't think that that would be, yeah. um, my go-to outlet, but like, I also think, I think it's also easier to post on social. I mean, that's true about everything, but like yeah. with social media, because it's, I think it's so much more vulnerable, low key and so much harder to text your friends and say, Hey, I'm having a really hard time right now. Like I need to talk to someone. It's so much mm-hmm. easier on social media. Like, afterwards to be like oh the last couple of days have been really hard for me like i'm doing okay now but and yeah. i think that's i think that's also too why social media gets yeah i, I think, think that's why it gets posted a lot that uh makes you like think of another point sort of with the social media is like uh the internet is like just full of like jokes and like fun and i think that it's easy to um kind of like post things on there but in like a much more downplayed way where it's like mm-hmm. like i don't know like if you tweeted something like, like haha i had a mental breakdown today literally like, like that is like a tweet that i am not i would not be shocked to see like on my social media so right maybe like that's yeah like literally or not yet um so i think like that is where people might feel more comfortable expressing it but like i again personally i don't think that that's like the proper way and i think that i do that like i definitely oh this week made me want to get like smacked in the face by a flaming baseball bat it's like is that a joke or like is he not good like is he yeah like how do i know when to yeah and i think yeah that's definitely like an issue uh i have and like i think a lot of people i was just like totally downplaying the situation for whatever reason like you don't want to burden other people like with your uh mental health or um yeah i don't know or you're just trying to be genuinely funny which i'm all all about that i I think that you know it's always good to be funny and like have comic relief but yeah. Again, like, I always I say like, oh, I'm gonna stop like liking stuff that like, de- that um, like normalizes mental health. Mm. Well, not normalize. I, I try not to like things that make a joke of it or like yeah, make yeah. light of it. But then like someone will tweet something and I'm like, that is so funny. Yeah, definitely. And I, I'm, I'm like, like, I want to like it so bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the camp that like most things can be funny. Like you can make funny, a joke yeah. on most things. Yeah. And like, and like sometimes that is good because like if um, I'm watching like stand up comedy and I do hear someone kind of it's just like fluid like whether they're speaking about like any uh issue if they can just like make it fluid it's almost like that's like the best way in my mind that it becomes like normalized but then there's definitely a point when like we're clearly just 
downplaying it in a like yeah. destructive way like yeah. totally not talking about it besides like those offhand tweets that are yeah like yeah my my brain feels like you know i'm getting i don't know whatever cut yeah. that part out i don't know i was gonna make a joke but i couldn't right. anything fast enough <laughs> or people who like there's obviously so much yeah i'll cut that out don't worry yeah, no one's gonna make you sound stupid no yeah, no no, no, don't worry about it. no alex alex i would never try yeah, and make you yeah, sound yeah, stupid on you, my no. podcast that i have full control over i would I'm never sure. do that yeah, to yeah. you no um or think like something that i didn't even really think of until i saw my friend at school did a ted talk because um she had attempted to kill herself like when she was in high school. Thankfully, mm. did not work. Yeah. And she used to always tweet like stuff about mental health, and I really respected it. And one day she was like, "We need to stop tweeting that we're gonna kill ourselves." Like yeah. when like when people are like, "If Joe Biden wins, I'm gonna kill myself." She's like, "We need to stop tweeting stuff mm. like that." And I was like, "Yeah, that's so true." Like there really is like that line of like, "Ah, it's funny to like joke about mental health sometimes," yeah. or like to tweet something that like is funny and other people can resonate with it. But then there is that like fine line of like that's triggering to a lot of people, and also mm. too like that's not that's not funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I like unfortunately still like make those jokes every once in a while. But I think we used to that used to be like <laughs> Me a too. Huge, Me too. huge yeah. We used to like make those jokes all the time. Like saying like I'm gonna kill myself was like or like I'm gonna light myself on fire yeah that was a classic yeah it was like because you like dropped your pencil on the ground and now like yeah I still like it definitely comes out of my mouth but like I'm more cognizant of it um but I think like it's good that like people can feel like a connection if someone's being funny about it but then again like there's just the point of like if we're downplaying it too much and then it just becomes like it just gets like swept under the rug because like we think like oh that person just joking Um, yeah I think they can never be like serious. Dangerous. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. They can never yeah. be serious. Like that's the thing. Like oh, yeah. like you know, they said they're gonna kill themselves like thirty times this week, but because like they got a flat tire and like blah blah. blah. But then yeah. like if it becomes serious, I think it's gonna be more difficult to recognize that. To, and like, to backtrack, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. and to recognize it. Yeah, and I think that um, something I really would love to see, especially on social media, is just like mental health people just talk about their mental health casually like hey this is kind of what i'm going through this is how Mm. i'm feeling like this is how i was feeling last week this is you know the last time that i was in like a really bad place mentally this is and talking about it because like then when it gets to the point and you see someone say something or post something and you're like okay i think that's a cry for help Mm -hmm. and then you have to step in like obviously getting there like 10 steps beforehand by just breaking down that stigma and allowing people to talk about social media or talk about mental health, even when their mental health is fine. Yeah. I think that is like the place that I would love to be because then I don't have to go on social media and be like, okay, is this a cry for help? And then also too, people, you know, if someone posts on social media, like mental health awareness, whatever, and it's obviously not a cry for help. Then also, if we just normalize those conversations, Mm -hmm. people aren't going to see anybody talking about mental health and immediately think that's a cry for help because I think that's also definitely really dangerous as people are like oh my god like they're like i have so many of my friends who they're the main things they talk about on their social media is mental health or various Mm. other like social um social causes i don't know social causes and (laughs) um that 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 kind of becomes like their thing and people are like oh they have mental health problems no they're actually doing really great work to make it easier for you to talk about your mental health oh yeah yeah and that's not a cry for help and i i think that if we get to that point, maybe it'll be a little bit less, um, I guess, less um, normalized or, yeah. to be like having a mental breakdown because hopefully not as many people will be having them because yeah. they'll be cutting off yeah, beforehand. I thought, of, I thought of a couple other points like um, 
in that with like the just being able to talk about it like at all times because like yeah. like we said before like um I like I don't think that a lot of men like know how to even bring it up like I, yeah. I, I don't really know I, how I would like walk into a room and just like bring it up like if I like walk, you know showed up to like a party with my friends and was like in a like yeah. a bad spot I don't know how I would just like come out with it without it being like the thing like you know like right. without, like screaming oh like he ruined the party exactly like, like I, I don't know how like and like yeah. we've had these talks like somewhat but um I think it's like tough for it to just like come out naturally um but I think like if we kind of like even like if it was like something a little bit uh that seems like inconsequential happened but I was like in a slightly bad place if I could just like say something about it and then like go on and play beer pong in a post-COVID world, this entire scenario right. thing, <laughs> where we're right. hanging out with our friends and, and playing, drinking and things. Right, right, right. Uh, it's 2019. Yeah, this is 2019. The, this the is best 2019. year that we, that we forgot to realize. Like, Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Everyone was like, fuck 2019, can't yeah. wait for 2020. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. That's an age-like milk situation. Um, oh, because yeah. it'll like curdle? Yeah. <laughs> That's um, funny. I've never heard that. I got it from the internet. <laughs> like everything. Oh, my God. I fucking I should have just taken it. Um, and then I, I guess the other thing was like, yeah, just like the spectrum, how it is more of a spectrum and not like a binary. It's not like I'm happy or I'm like clinically depressed. It's like, there's a lot of this, like in between, I'm making yeah. some hand motions as if this is being recorded and you're going to pull the video. Out. What you guys can't see is Alex is creating a V and inside <laughs> of that like a, V it's like a spectrum. is his mental health. Yeah. And so, uh, mental yeah. health is a spectrum. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and people like, we're all on it. Yep. Yeah. Like, so yeah, when is a spectrum? Like, you know, you're, you're there somewhere and mo- like yeah. hopefully most of the time you're, you're somewhere in the middle to the, the good middle. side, but like definitely people bounce back and forth all the time. Yeah. I'm definitely like an extreme person where I'm like either like pretty yeah. much one end or the other. And then what I would do like junior year when I was like having really bad mental health problems, I would like go to parties and I would get like blackout drunk and I would like, Oh yeah. Be, yeah. be like really mean to people. Yeah, that's another topic we're going to have to um, address before the end of this is drugs and alcohol for sure. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, I think that, um, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. I, I agree with that. Like, uh, I don't think I'm like that crazy extreme, like especially on the negative um, side of it. But I think it's easy for me to like experience the negative parts of it and then um, just like snap out of it without the recognition that that was happening. And that's like not good. Right. <laughs> Like that's right, yeah, yeah, like even because then there's not recognizing like what's contributing, you know, right, yeah, and it's just like, oh, like, um, I said to like, uh, to some of my guy friends, I was like, there'll be times when I'm like the shittiest mood, like, ever, like, you know, not in a great like headspace, um, and then like I'll see them or like, you know, just like have like one quick good experience, and I'll just like totally snap out of it, pretend like it never happened, never bring it up. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not good. Like, that should not. No. And like, definitely not. Like, even, like, if I do snap out of it, I should be like, oh, by the way, like, an hour ago, I was, like, in a pretty dark place. <laughs> like, right. But I just, like, I don't know. Yeah. An hour ago, I was in a dark place. And, like, yeah, but, like, yeah. I f- and then now I feel completely fine. But, like, I think that's yeah. awesome. I also don't want to make it sound like I have, like, bipolar disorder or anything. Like, I, right. like, I don't. But I just think that, like, I definitely switch right. moods, like, pretty quickly. Um, and just right, like, yeah. tend to ignore the bad parts of it. Right. And not look back and be like, oh. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, right. Yeah. And, like that would definitely be a positive thing for mental health would be just recognizing those times. Yeah, And definitely. recognizing good as well, obviously. But Do you think that you prefer 
I was talking about this with my friends the other day because some of them were like, when I am not doing like that great mentally, or even just like if I'm tired, like the way that they recharge so that way they can get to a better place is by being alone. Mm. My friend April and I were talking about like, I, for the, for the most part, obviously sometimes I'm like, fuck this, I want to be alone. Mm. But I think like the way that I recharge and the way that I maybe like start getting myself out of those like really dark spots is by hanging out with other people. But it honestly depends. Because sometimes if I have really bad anxiety, hanging out with other people will make it worse. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it'll make it better. But like typically if I'm like experiencing depression, I like to be around other people. Like I like to get out of bed, brush my teeth. True. You know, wash my face, go hang out with friends. Um, so would you say that you would rather be with other people or you'd rather be by yourself when you're experiencing moments like that? Uh, yeah, I think usually I go to my, like, go to my friends. Again, even if I'm not going to talk about yeah. it, I think like it's easier for me to... Um, like turn around, you know, my, my mental health yeah. like with other people for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's yeah. like definitely a side of me that like likes to be alone and like have personal, yeah. ex- personal time and like personal experiences. Right. Um, like lock yourself in your parents' basement. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And like watch like a movie or something. Um, but I think like most of the time when I do, when I, if I'm like in a shitty mood, like the first thing I want to do is like, like if I'm in a really shitty mood on a Friday and like doing work, you know, whatever, the first thing I want to do is like go hang out, go see my friends, go talk to my friends, like something like that. Um, rather yeah. than just kind of like, I think if I just like always stay alone, like then it has the possibility to like just get worse and me to be just like yeah. stewing in my um, angriness. Like or festers. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think like, yeah. But then the, there's an interesting point with anxiety, but I think like there's a, there's times when I like I'm feeling anxious and I like am with other people and it does make it worse just because like all those environmental factors whatever like being overwhelmed or just like yeah I don't know again I think anxiety is one of those ones that's just like an internal attack like an autoimmune disorder like almost you know it's just like you can't control it you don't I don't often know why it's happening but it's just like it's going on but then there's other times when I feel like I just need to like get that anxiety out almost just as like it's yeah. like energy like i'm like a dog and like run around like, and shit exactly i need to like run tire, around the house tire like yourself out. out yeah so like a lot yeah. of times like yeah i think i'll like see my friends and just be like so high energy for like an hour i think it like freaks me out a little bit but i think it's just like a good way for me to like decharge yeah, like decharge when i'm like too high up like wind down a little bit um yeah i think that's definitely like yeah so i think that most of the time i like to see other people though uh, definitely yeah. to to like regulate my mental health again yeah, that makes sense. And just, like, being around people reminds you, like... I feel like it grounds you a little bit and reminds you, like, there's other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not alone. I'm okay. Yeah. Not everybody hates me. Right. Yeah. That's something Yeah. my mental health loves to tell me, is that I have no friends. Yeah. And no family. My mom's <laughs> calling me. I'm like, I can't answer. <laughs> Who is this woman? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm so alone. My mom literally calls, like, four times a day. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, like... Uh, I, I, luckily in the past like few years or however long I haven't really felt like extreme like loneliness in any way but I think that that's like a huge scourge uh, in like mental health right now yeah. in America and like around the world um, and like that is like the one thing that like makes me very sad is like seeing other people feeling lonely or like being lonely because like yeah. I've been like so fortunate to have family and friends uh, for the you know my entire life pretty much that I felt so supported by uh, so when people right. feel alone, like, that makes me very, very sad, like, without fail. Yeah, because also, too, I'm, like, and because I think we're very lucky that we're, like, both extroverted and people, yeah. like, we can basically talk to yeah. anyone, and I feel sad when other people don't, because I'm, like, I'll be your friend. 
Yeah. Or I hate when, like, sometimes people will message me and be like, hey, I'm so sorry to message you. And I'm like, That's no, fine. do it. <laughs> yeah, like, sure. I would love to, I'd love to talk. <laughs> yeah. I love talking. Yeah. Yeah. But Please I, say do it more. Yeah. I think, like, the mental health, like, emergencies, like, people uh, attempting suicide, committing suicide, like, it's just, like, I don't know. The, the cases I've seen, at least, like, been close to, it's just crazy that these people, like, feel alone and, like, would act on that mm-hmm. one, like, moment uh, not crazy that they would act on it but like very sad that they would act on like one moment of feeling yeah. so alone that there's like nowhere to turn where yeah if there's well, one message there's... i'd like to get out it's oh, go ahead, like go no ahead. one should ever feel alone because like i think there's yeah. always someone um or there can always be someone yeah in your corner yeah exactly yeah whether it's like a stranger or like your best friend or your parents yeah. or whatever yeah yeah like um, we saw again we have we have one like in our community like in our very direct community and you saw how many people like reached out even just like post on social media like um, yeah the amount of people know. live streaming his funeral was like right five, exactly. well, at least when i was on it was like 500 600 people yes yeah, so that's insane like i don't know it's just yeah. so so unfortunate that uh he felt like alone in, in one moment and something catastrophic happened um yeah and like anyone could have told them that that was quite the contrary right yeah yeah exactly there's so many people that you yeah. know would have said that like yeah. it's just not a priority in our healthcare system like you were saying because it's an overall health issue Mm. and we just treat it like it's not it's not even it's not even a secondary thought when it comes to like our um health like our healthcare in the united states it's not even a second thought it's not even like it's never even on the tablet like yeah literally yeah just i I read a statistic that said uh, like in the united states a man dies of suicide every 20 minutes and like i don't know i know that there's other things like that are, are more deadly, like heart disease. But like, obviously we talk yeah. about heart disease and cancer like all the time when like all the depression time. and like suicide anxiety are like yeah. things that are right up there with it. And yeah, like you said, not even a secondary thought, not even remotely yeah. thought about by anyone. And like, yeah. I think that's definitely too bad. Um, and yeah, with yeah. the people like the, we like forget to check on, um, that's definitely a big issue also. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like if, uh, if we could all be like, feel like more of a community, I think that, that obviously yeah. people would feel a little bit more checked in on and uh hopefully we can avoid things like that yeah and i think too i think just amazing but it's yeah. really di- i mean even with the you know the girls that we're friends with i sometimes have a hard time texting them and being like hey i'm kind of going through it right now yeah you know like hey Definitely. i hey i need to call you because i'm like not doing okay like yeah it's it's really really difficult to do that and i wish that more people felt comfortable doing it because i think it would save a lot of people's lives and also would just like make life so much easier because i think life is really hard Mm -hmm. and i think on top of that having mental health disorders is even harder and i think our generation is fucked with mental health disorders yeah for sure you know yeah yeah i think that if we could like just speak about it openly then um Maybe it's like, yeah, like if I could speak about it more openly, then my other friends are maybe like a little bit less outgoing or like, um, right. I don't really feel like embarrassed or ashamed very often. So like if I bring no. something up, maybe like, you know, one of my other friends or, or even like someone a little bit more distant from me could feel more comfortable, um, yeah. saying something like that maybe is on their mind or even like, I feel like, like I just kind of dawned on me that like, maybe there's a hope in me that just like us talking in this forum how many i don't know how many people watch your podcast but like people are gonna but see listen, this and maybe yeah. feel like a little bit more comfortable a little bit like assured and like um yeah i guess that's a good thing but it's weird that yeah. it's like this like closeted thing um and i don't like know really in my immediate future how much i'm gonna be able to like change that like talking about things like this i know and it, it's yeah. 
Yeah. It's really scary. But I think, I think, I agree. I think, I mean, that's why I started this podcast. It's just right. because to I wanted. topics, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and I think, like, even just people, yeah, like, it, say there's five listeners, say there's 500 listeners, people listening and hopefully feeling normal and feeling yeah. like they can talk about their mental health. Even to us, like, right. literally, I, like, whatever, I don't care. Like, DM me, DM whoever you want. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah. Just feeling a little bit better like, about yeah. it. Like, yeah, I think that, like, that people feel like they're going to get judged because, again, we've talked about, like, all these stigmas and things. But, like, I've talked to, again, a lot, like, a lot of my friends in college, like, I've talked to things like this. And, like, personally, I'm not going to judge anyone. Obviously, I don't think it's, like, you're wrong or, like, a bad person or, or anything because, like, you might have mental health issues. Um, and I right. think that, like, 99.9999% of people also are not going to judge you. Like, they might no. honestly feel a little uncomfortable if you, like, come to them with things and they're not equipped to deal yeah. with it. But um, I saw, like, one on social media that was, like, um, I'd rather listen to your story than, like, listen to your eulogy or something like that. I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. For yeah, sure. that's so true. Like, yeah, I, I'd rather like, even if we both get wicked sweaty and get really uncomfortable, it's better that you, you said something or like, yeah. Yeah. Brought it that's up. so true. I never thought, I've never heard that before. Well, I saw it on someone's uh, Instagram story. I think I like screenshotted it. Probably looked like a creep, but <laughs> I thought it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, on someone's Instagram story? I think so, yeah. <laughs> you, no, no one can tell when you screenshot their Instagram story. <gasps> no way. You're so dumb. Are you serious? Snapchat, though, I recently found out that people can tell if you screen record Snapchats. Oh, I think I knew that. Wait, and I got so I thought, in. I thought the same thing with Instagram. Oh, my God. No, Instagram, crazy. you can't tell. You can screenshot anything on Instagram, and no one. you can screenshot DMs on Instagram, and they can't tell. I knew that. I thought stories, though. For some reason, I thought stories were recorded. Wow. No, everything. You can screenshot you anything on Instagram. Um, but that's... Very powerful, and I've never heard that before. Yeah, that was a good one. Perfect. This is now your podcast. Go ahead. Okay, perfect. Listen, <laughs> people. <laughs> uh, Listen. Yeah, uh, no. Listen, you cunts. Why don't oh, you say that? No, I think. <laughs> Why don't you okay. say that, and then I'm just going to actually edit it so it's that over and over and just over and over an again. It, yeah, just for an hour. <laughs> Um, I think that, uh, something I, we just like touched on for like a quick second, um, a few minutes ago, or I don't know how long it's been. It might've been like six hours ago. I don't know how long we've been yeah. going. I, uh, I never know. Yeah. I literally never know. Uh, but, uh, like drugs and alcohol, I think. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So I think like there's a lot of topics like with this where how they like how people use them to not pay attention to mental health and how they actually do like directly affect your mental health. So like, mm-hmm. um, I guess I'll start with that second point. Like. I think that we joke a lot about like the Sunday scaries, like anyone that's gotten a little bit too drunk over the weekend has experienced those like Sunday scaries, but that's like, uh, you know, a chemical imbalance. It is like, you know, you actually feel more depressed. You actually feel more yeah. anxious. And I think like, we just kind of think it's like a funny thing. That's like, uh, just like a, and you know, another side effect of the hangover. Like, Oh, I have a, f- yeah. I, I, I puked, uh, my anxiety. head hurts and like, I have crippling anxiety. Like, I don't know how, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, uh, like to like you know overindulge uh, a bit and like party whatever right um, you yeah <laughs> occasionally occasionally um, wow that is so shocking thank you so much for sharing that but yeah i had no idea you drink alcohol uh I've, I've done it before i had a beer one time on my 21st alex uh, can honestly drink more alcohol than anyone i've ever met and pretty much every time that i've gone out with him He's like completely sober. I'll turn around for like two minutes and I turn back around. He's blackout drunk, like doesn't know who I am. Can't look me in the eyes. Like, it's crazy. I sound so good to all the listeners. Um, I'm really a responsible human adult. Um, yeah, my dad's going to love this. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Right. The one listener. 
Um, my one listener, my dad. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, wait, are there like adults that listen to this? I'm gonna, yeah. talk, I'm gonna start talking about drugs. All right, well, <laughs> with well, it's just my dad. Okay. Um, yeah, but like with alcohol and like with other drugs, like I think that we can be adults here enough and, and say that I've seen people do other drugs that aren't just like marijuana, tobacco, and alcohol. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that uh, just like the effects that those really do have on, on mental health. Yeah. You hear like the stories about people like tripping on acid and like going crazy and like yeah. that's not really what I'm talking about as much. It's more like, again, with like you get way too drunk on Saturday night and like Sunday you wake up with really bad anxiety or like uh, you do like some type of like stimulant and the next day like you really feel shitty. Um, I think that that's just again like a, a side effect or like a consequence that we just act like is like normal and fine and like not leading to bad problems and uh, like not going to cause someone to like sink deeper into like mental health issues and right. stuff. Um, when like clearly, if something is like a, a hor- like you know horrible for you, like you you feel it, and we actually have recognized it as a society. Um, yeah. But we're still just like not paying attention to it, like clearly. Yeah, like hangovers. Like we definitely shouldn't have the reaction we do to alcohol. Like we right. should, if we have the reaction we do to alcohol, we if, should probably stop drinking it. But we don't. Sure, well, I'm not. Yeah, I don't plan on it, but like I, I do recognize no. it. Like Sunday, I feel like like shit, and like I feel extra sad, and like I feel extra yeah. anxious, and like mm-hmm. um, I think that's just I don't I don't know that I have like a solution. Like because again, I don't. I'm not telling anyone to stop drinking alcohol. Like unless you have an issue, right. I think you should. But. Um, I'm not going like, right. to be your doctor and say that you need to stop drinking. But I think like right. recognizing these things, like after doing drugs and alcohol, I think that there are huge mental health side effects when, um, and we're just not, we're not thinking about it. Um, yeah. 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 No, I, I completely agree with that yeah. because then too, I think it drives people to maybe turn to other substances as well because yeah. like now alcohol is like not enough or alcohol is making me feel a certain way sure. or like, it's so easy to mix yeah. alcohol with other yeah. substances and and i like i know personally like obviously like marijuana is like amazing and yeah yeah it has so many like great medical properties like i love it yeah but and i live in california so i can do it legally mm. so shut up yeah I lived in illinois. listening to this that's the only time I did it was when it was legal in illinois that's the only time oh, shut the <laughs> fuck up yeah Alex, yeah we believe that no yeah. i definitely yeah. Yeah, yeah um but i like definitely during covid was just having during quarantine stuff, I was, like, by myself because we were mm. across the country, and I was just really, like, anxious and, like, sad a lot of the times. And because I was so anxious, like, I didn't know what to do. And I just, like, started smoking, like, a fuck ton of weed. Yeah. And now, and like, now sometimes instead of, like, dealing with that anxiety or trying to find the root cause of it, I definitely am, like, I could also just, like, smoke some weed and yeah. watch a movie and feel yeah. fine. And so I, I try and, like, right now I, I'm trying to find that balance. And obviously weed is, like, but for the, the, even for then, the like most it, part using anything like uh like beer to weed to like hard drugs like yeah. just like like you're saying like if it's we're a coping mechanism a coping mechanism exactly that's where it's I'm a trying blanket to find, like or, or yeah just yeah. Like, trying to like like suppress it with uh that like clearly that's another issue that um we're not yeah. enough like like i think like where we're from like how many people lexi do we say are like alcoholics like no one almost but like yeah it's so normal for everyone to drink here and like people like oh yeah. like oh, it's, like, winter's coming up. Like, I'm definitely going to drink more. And it's, like, is that, like, because we have, like, seasonal affective disorder? Like, are we using this, like, in a poor way? And, like, I think that our relationship with alcohol, again, I don't plan on not drinking alcohol, and I think I enjoy it, but, like, I think it is an issue that we need to uh, be more cognizant of, alcohol and other drugs. 
Um, yeah. We definitely need to be more. No, I completely that. agree. Yeah, that like, especially in upstate New York. Cause, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. Yeah. Ahead. Yeah. Yeah. We just use it too much as like a coping mechanism. I think. Yeah. Um, and I think like, I, I had some other. I think like. Uh, oh yeah, that's one of my other facts. Men are like twice as likely. Bring this back to the men's mental health, not just general mental health. Um, obviously, yeah. it's a problem for everyone, but I saw statistics that like men are twice as likely to binge drink uh, than women. So like, I think clearly yeah. we're using that. And like, it seems almost just like a what we're taught by like past generations like oh well, like i'm irish like we don't get sad we just like fucking drink 12 drink. guinnesses and like 12 shots of, of jameson like uh, i don't think that that is a good call like i, I think that no. you're like and then we yeah we wonder why like no one's ever talked about it. it's like because the only time half of these people have ever been taught to talk about it is like getting fucking blasted and then like yeah. crying and then that's not like yeah. a healthy mechanism to do anything like that's i know not solving anything the amount of men that I know, and again, not trying to like shame you or anything, thing that I've multiple men in my life have said. So like, oh, I can't show emotion unless I'm drunk. Yeah. Oh, I'll just drink and then cry about it later. I'm yeah. Like, no, sir. That's like so bad, but that's like definitely a thing. Like you see the movies, you see the TV, but like that is, yeah. is also real life. Like, yeah. Yeah. The only time, like, or like I think too, like a lot of times men will brag about just again in my experience my yeah, yeah. experience with men um like brag about like the last time they cried oh yeah yeah that's like you know? 100% a thing um yeah and like that's yeah and like I think a lot for a lot of people it is like oh I got just really drunk and like I cried and like maybe it's just because they're like embarrassed about it or something I, I don't mm-hmm. you know I mean I'm not like the most emotional person but like yeah I, I definitely recognize it um that's like a good outlet of emotions um, and it shouldn't be like weird to see a dude cry sometimes. So, oh, fuck. Bless you. Jesus. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, um, and do you think that the crying is related to the stigma that men yeah, definitely that men like can't show emotion yeah. if they do their like weak, which is because like you know, right? Well, I'm, I'm assuming you know that's not true, right? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, like. So then, like, why do we? Do I don't it? know, and like we still do do it. Like I could like have this conversation with like guy friends and then like i think you know we'd still feel weird if like someone exactly. broke down where like i think with girls like uh, yeah they i think it's like a maybe better that they talk about it all the time like you, yeah. you know you, I, i've heard you get like my girlfriends yes say like oh i was just like walking through like campus and i saw a dog with three legs and i just started crying and i'm like i might get like a little sad i've never got like, cry in public like i would fucking right. force that shit down like don't right. don't cry like come on push it down you stupid fuck yeah. you're like beating yourself up yeah, god damn it put it down <laughs> yeah you shed one fucking tear yeah which that's like another thing i think it's just like an internal like natural response oftentimes but we're so like weird about yeah. it and that's like well half the time if i see like a fucking dog with three legs and i'm crying about it half the time it's like a release that has been like waiting sure. to happen yeah. because of other shit going on in my life yeah that i haven't cried about yet yeah like, that's that's yeah Sorry. yeah that's like 98 percent of the time i probably do uh cry is like when it is like a built-up thing like it's not just like, like about one thing like I'll, i might be watching yeah. like marley and me which is gonna get me every single time but every like, single time but, every single time but then all of a sudden it's like i just have opened like a three-month can of worms of just like and right like, again, a super not healthy coping mechanism right. to just let it build up and just suppress it, and then like right, half and then it overflows, and you like yeah. are sobbing. Yeah, and like I think How? everyone feels good after a good cry, and I think yeah. that that's like a clear, yeah. you know, th- like evidence that it's release. like a release. Yeah, and like, but again, we just yeah. think it's like a weakness 
thing. Yeah. How many, how often do you cry? Um, it depends. Like, I mean, obviously in the past, like three months, like way more than I ever have, like in my life, like, right. um, with like a, you know, one of my best friends dying, like that was again though, like maybe I would like get pretty sad about that. Just like thinking about something or like something, I'd see something, you know, like a, a social media memory or like something like that. Like yeah. even like today, like it could have, you know, or the past few days it's, it has happened. Uh, but then it is like other things come in it. Cause I'm like, I have definitely not processed like other things that I should have like right. taken a moment to. Yep. And then so like everything's just coming to the surface. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know how to really like quantify it. A lot of times again, it's just like, I'm watching a good movie and it's just like one tear. Uh, and I don't think that's like crying. Like that's not like a release cry. Right. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Again, like in, in the past three months, it's been so much different. Um, than before. Yeah. And like it, it, yeah. Multiple times a day. It definitely have in the past, you know, in the past three months or other times haven't yeah. for multiple weeks, like, which is probably more like my, my normal quota. Right. Like your normal <laughs> my self. My male, my man quota. <laughs> yeah. You're so fucking manly, Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can't see him, but he's so masculine. Yeah, oh my yeah, God. No, you should see the muscles. Look at that man. Yeah, you should post this, this video. I probably look good. <laughs> what people look to is like the drivers, uh, some drivers wide, uh, adult males are, are often like more, uh, disposed to having mental health issues. Um, so, uh, being in the military, like more males and females are in the military and, uh, things like PTSD and just like mental health issues coming out of that. Yeah. Um, uh, unemployment. Um, I think obviously that's a problem for both sides now, like as more women have entered the workforce in the past 40, yeah. 50 years plus. Um, yeah. but I think like, um, even just the way that our workforce has changed in uh, that like same period of time or like maybe more since the fifties, like a big decline in, uh, like manufacturing jobs, like, uh, forestry yeah. and like other outdoor jobs, things like that. Um, where like that was like the bread and butter of like middle-class, uh, males workforce, um, has kind of been cut out. And so, um, unemployment is obviously like, a huge shock to the system. Causes yeah. a lot of mental health, causes a lot of, uh, drinking and drug use. Um, yeah. so unemployment's like a big driver there. Uh, this is an interesting one that I read that never thought of, um, is like, Back to, like, we talked about uh, loneliness for a second, but um, men getting divorced, like, you know, later in life and then not getting mm-hmm. custody of their kids. Um, it was, like, only, like, one in six men uh, actually get custody of their kids. So, like, they Holy go from, shit. like... Yeah, they go from, like, having, like, you know, this support system, their, like, family, whatever, to yeah. just, like, having everything, um, like, get torn away. Obviously, that's, like, a huge driver. You uh, know what else, too? Like, well, you were just talking about, like, generational and, like, how yeah. unemployment's changed and how jobs have changed. It's, like... Obviously, mental health um, disorders can be genetic, and like yeah. the fact that like our parents, like I mean, obviously, if I talked to my parents, I was like, "Listen, I need yeah to know your medical but, history," but like it's just not talked about, and it's and so there can be so many people who are struggling that could be at ease with their mental health if they just like knew their family mental health history. But so many families just like don't won't fucking talk about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Actually, that's like I have one another like point that's like lack of um, a history of men getting help, like. We don't see, like, our, our, our dads, our uncles, even, like, older mm-hmm. siblings, older cousins, whatever, like, getting help. So, like, um, now I think it's been probably pretty recent, but women are getting more help. Like, you, you I think we hear about more women, like, talking to professionals, things like that. Yeah. Um, so if I don't, like, ever see someone going that route, like, ever see a man, like, especially, a, like, a man in my life, like, going that route, I'm probably less likely to go to that do route. That. Yeah. Um, uh yeah, I guess this one, uh, this wasn't, like, in an article or anything, but just, like, something I feel like, and we've definitely touched on, um, just, like, uh, feeling the need to be, like, strong in situations. Like, even, mm-hmm. like, 
if like someone dies like um the classic trope is like the man is like fine and like you know all the women are like crying and like curling up you know on their shoulder yeah, and everything that's like, so true and that's like bullshit you know could a be shoulder bullshit. to cry on yeah where like maybe the guy really needs like um that thing and like that's not yeah you know what you see ever um what that's we, so interesting and it's yeah. just again it's just so crazy that like you recognize like oh that's so stupid but like yeah. we still typically do it and follow. i mean a lot of women feel that way too a lot of women feel like they want to be feminine and like they're yeah yeah the men in their life have to be really masculine it's just like it's yeah. crazy yeah but like i guess like it's odd that a uh like disease has been you know masculinized or feminized yeah it's it's been gendered yeah gendered like and so yeah like like everything else in our fucking life yeah literally having emotion has been gendered which is like again it's like it can be a disease like it can just be like an an internal thing it's not like if i got like cancer someone be like what a bitch like you know like (laughs) but if i was like clinically depressed like what a fucking loser people would be like wow that kid's like a bitch like oh he has to go talk to somebody he's on pills like oh what you know can't deal with it himself like yeah um yeah, there's other things, like, uh, that are just, like, more general, just, like, what we call in college, like, the Stress Olympics, which is, like, the, like, pride people have with um, how, like, stressed out they were, and I think that's, yeah. like, gone to, like, jobs now. It's, like, there's a, definitely a pride, like, with, like, I work yeah. so much and, like, you know, like, all these things, yeah. like, oh, my boss is a real, like, I'm asshole. so busy. So Those busy, busy people. Yeah. People yeah. are, like, oh, my God, I'm so busy, like, no. I'm way more busy. Than right, you know. yeah. So we call it, like, the Stress Olympics, which I think is, like, a funny term for it. I've definitely, like, fallen into that. Like, you know, there's, like, a, a temptation, like, uh, to I think you, like, feel Indulge. like you're improving yourself. Yeah, to just be like, yeah. oh, like, I'm so busy. Like, wow, my life is, like, so stressful. But, like, that's, yeah. like, we should be talking about the other way. Like, supporting people, you know, that are stressed out instead of being, like, I'm better than you because I'm more stressed out. We should be like, well, yeah. probably it's really shitty that we're both stressed out by something like a job or, like, school. Yeah. Uh, so that, like, Capitalism. Capitalism. <laughs> yeah. <I'm>, uh, <laughs> now, welcome to my socialist podcast. Yeah, but I, <laughs> <laughs> where I try and convert all of my guests to socialism. Lexi White <laughs> and Karl Marx disband capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, it's just me reading the Communist Manifesto. Yeah, literally. <laughs> the Lexi Manifesto. A live reading of, <laughs> of the Lexi Manifesto. Strap it. Doesn't change a single word. 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> 12 hours later spotify's like no <laughs> no no never you won't be doing that um oh yeah i forgot this is this podcast is on spotify it's crazy i won't be able to listen to it um you listen to it on itunes i oh I, you can get it on itunes too that's actually where i do listen to it and like wh- you've told me that you've listened to it so joking. i can also i mean i think i can get like the web version of spotify I just wanted a plug of how much I hate Spotify somewhere. Here. Right, and how much you love Pandora. I tell people that. Like, people will be like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, I have a friend who pays for Pandora. Yeah, and they're all like... That's me. They all say that you should seek immediate um, help. Yeah, I definitely should, as we've... As evidence <laughs> and by that, the past hour. the final thing that's going to send you to therapy <laughs> yeah, is, is your Pandora, Pandora premium subscription. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's too far. <laughs> I was actually listening to a Joe Rogan podcast, which, like, I think, like, you you and him probably have, like, the same viewership, so you probably are, like, yeah, peers no. in the podcast. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Joe Rogan is my peer. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, perfect. Uh, I'm right up there with him. Yeah. Number, we're fighting for number one podcast every single day. Yeah, I know. It's like, I'm who's sure. going to get it this week? And then, like, if I get it, he sends me, like, a little basket in the mail. Like, oh, that's cool. What a good guy. Stuff. And, um, yeah. Uh, but so he was talking with one of his friends, uh, who's, like, another uh, comedian guy, uh, who ha- has, like, a history of mental health issues. And Joe Rogan, like, recognized himself. He's like, I used to, I remember, like, how I would say things like, oh, you're not depressed. Like, you just need to, like, go out for a run. And, no. and the other guy was like, 
you definitely didn't know how dumb that sounded. And Jargon was like, yeah, but like now I do. Like that's obviously stupid. But like, like, I mean, I think that things like exercise and like having like daily habits are good for your mental health. But um, oftentimes we're just like, oh, just like man up and like do some bicep curls. It's like, I don't yeah. like, that's, you know, not going to help someone with like crippling anxiety. Like, you know, doing 12 Has push-ups. anyone, has anyone ever, like when you went to talk about your mental health, like shut it down? Or um, when you went to talk about anything, like anything vulnerable, just shut it down? Um, I think people like, and I, I'm sure I've done this with people also, like people feel weird and want to like change the subject or like make like, you know, a comic relief out of it. Um, but I've never like felt like super imposed upon. I don't think like maybe like yeah. there's been times when like I've, I've wanted to maybe like dive into something deeper. Um, and people like have felt the opposite way. I want to yeah. veer off and go into different. I think most of the time people are like, people are flight, you know, I think Definitely. when most, yeah. most people when it's fight or flight, people, Oh, uh, that's yeah. That's an interesting way to think about it. Like mental health, like fighting it head on or like flight. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. People I think a lot of people flight. are flight. I mean, yeah. that's what all those like. When we're talking about drugs and alcohol and stuff, that's yeah. all flight because yeah, right. that's all you, that's your coping mechanism. You trying to run away from the problem instead of doing it head on, which definitely. we all, like I said, I do too. Yeah, definitely. So what do you want to see happen specifically with men's mental health? And is that like part of the stigma, yeah. you know, that solution or is it like something that you want to happen later? Like, what do you want to see now? Uh, yeah, I guess something like actionable, like very like short term would be just being more willing to talk about it again, like I think that, uh, especially if it's people you never talked uh, about these things with, like it's gonna be yeah. uncomfortable. But like sometimes yeah. I think we should oh, be like fine with the um, uncomfortableness. Like, uh, yeah. But I think so. Just like uh, talking more with your like close friends about it, or, or if you feel comfortable talking to your family, or like again, I think best case is you feel comfortable talking to like a professional because like obviously that yeah. is their job to do this. Like right. that is the part. Like, but again, I understand. And that's like the, a. Yeah. Um, a third party. I yeah. like I find it really helps like I like talking to people sometimes that know the other people, but it's also yeah. really nice to talk and just be like, I know you don't have a pre existing relationship with the people I'm about to talk about. Right. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Um so that uh yeah, I think like we've just uh, we've touched like on a lot of these points, like, you know, uh, just talking about it more with your friends. I think like even not your friends, just like if it was a more open mm-hmm. conversation with everyone. Uh, I think that uh going back to like I think I've been like making an effort to post more things on social media about it, stuff like that. Um, to hopefully make it this like open dialogue, um, and make people not feel like alone. Um, cause like no one is like fighting their fight alone. Like, uh, yeah. whatever you, you're experiencing, like other, other people are also have anxiety, also feel depressed. Like yeah. even the regular people you encounter in your everyday life. Like, um, yeah. so I think, I just, think that's like the biggest lie, like mental health disorders tell us is that like we're, like, we are, like, the bottom yeah. of the barrel. We're the only people that feel like this. We feel like this because we deserve to feel like this. Yeah. And I think that's, like, the... No. That's, like, one of the hardest parts of mental health is... Definitely. Like, that your mind is just lying to you. For sure. Yeah, and that's, like, that internal thing again, like, that... It's just attacking you. And, yeah, it's lying to yeah. you. That's perfect, perfect way to say it when, like, that's a lie. <laughs> Something that I feel like for solutions, but also, you know, I'm very um, assertive, as mm. we know... I would like love, and I, because I really am genuinely intrigued as to what your opinion is on this. I would love if in the situations where people are, you know, maybe not being as transparent about their mental health or it's being shut down or that stigma, specifically in men's mental health, that you have to be, you know, pseudo-masculine or, you know, that you can't ever be vulnerable when, because we, I mean, you see it in your everyday life. There's 
so many conversations that I have at work with my friends at random people I obviously pre-COVID like meet at bars mm. and stuff and they, they say things and I'm like that is like so bad yeah. like, don't say that I would love if people spoke up and said like hey like that's actually not true or like don't fucking say that like that's not true definitely um, do you feel like you would feel comfortable saying that or like why do you think stuff like that just isn't said yeah, I think that I feel I, the same yeah. way about so many different things. Like right. when men are um, just talking inappropriately about other people. Well, yeah, not like women, is, but you yeah, know, yeah, men talk yeah. about women and then yeah, it's yeah. like, no one says anything. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's like another part of the being uncomfortable that we need to get a little bit more like uh, acclimated to. Because um, it is weird to like tell your friends like, don't say something like that. Or like, you know, to tell anyone like a stranger or your friends or a family member, don't say something yeah. like that. Or like take that you know don't downplay that uh, shit like yeah. that I mean I think I definitely have uh, a ways to go on that as well I think that yeah. though like I have uh, you know maybe at times like I, I'm also not afraid to speak my opinions like I think if someone's yeah. wrong about something um, I've been known to tell them uh, yeah that's true but yeah I think that um, uh, my opinion on yeah that is that we need to um, be better at that for sure and like yeah yeah like not let people just like downplay it um let people like speak their mind without other people like interrupting and um making them feel uncomfortable about saying things like that yeah um, and yeah like even like the deeper things like you're saying like the like hyper masculinity and stuff like that um if we can just start like chipping away at stuff like that um yeah should help in general no toxic masculinity yeah fuck toxic masculinity is that something you see like a lot in your life and then, like, specifically with, like, mental health. Toxic masculinity. Because of this. And do you think that has that relates back to the stigma from when you were younger that you were just taught to be masculine and to, like, kind of push away femininity? Yeah, I would say that's definitely, like, a piece that is playing into, like, a lot of things we're talking about. Um, I'm trying to think, like, with my friends, like, I think that we, again, just, like, make a joke about a lot of it, though. Um, yeah. Like, I don't think that we are, like, super like hyper hyper masculine i think we like yeah. are masculine people but um i don't know i think, I think you guys it, are very comfortable with comfortable yeah, with, with your other. masculinity yeah. so yeah, you know what i mean at true. least i feel you know what i mean like i feel like someone could like make a joke about someone and it wouldn't be the, the yeah. end of the world versus i think a lot of Definitely. times yeah yeah i think um, that we're comfortable yeah. with like like soft i guess is like the, the t- uh, term in vogue and like yeah. I don't know, I'm pretty comfortable being soft if I need to, and like I know f- we have friends that are like softer, like for sure, and like I don't know, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I answered the question really, but no, you did. <laughs> okay. I was just I was just curious because I feel like that's how, from an outside perspective, like obviously I'll never understand like what's going on sure. in like a man's head fully, and so like I feel like that's just what people have pieced together through books and stuff. But mm. I'm always intrigued. And just like I think that this should be something that's talked about more in school. Like, health yeah. class is, like, the dumbest place I've ever been in my life, but, like... No. Were... Why didn't we talk about mental health? We talked so much about STDs in seventh grade. Yeah, it's also seventh true. Seventh grade. Weird. At least we talked about sex, not unlike, you know, like, the South, where it was, like, absolutely. <laughs> where they're, like, sex doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, and their teen pregnancy rates are, like... <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Like, literally through the roof. But I think, like, probably you could see a lot of things. Like, I think that our, yeah, mental health education was... I don't remember it really. Besides, like talking. I don't about, remember like, talking about anything mental health I remember, related. I remember talking about it in like, um, like psychology um, class, but that was like yeah. it was like a, a clinical. Like we were talking about it as like, but we were never talking about like I don't know normal. We also talk about extreme it. cases. Right, I guess that's more what I'm thinking of. Like we talked about like, you know, X amount of people go to the hospital for bipolar disorder. We didn't talk about like general mental health or even like 
um, it kind of was easy to view it then as, yeah, like super clinically, like look at yeah. this as, as like a study more than it was like a real thing that is like permeated through culture and through our actual lives. Uh, which yeah. I think like educating people, yeah, down to like middle school level, like maybe before yeah. I know like um, uh, this is the opposite of, of men's mental health, which is a topic, but um, <laughs> like like younger girls, like adolescent girls, like, yeah. I think they're, that's a huge um, demographic that's like struggling with mental health that has never been educated on it. Or I don't, I yeah. don't think at least because I was, I was in the same classes with those girls and I never heard it talked about. Um, yeah. Or like if we could start talking about that at an earlier age um, through like formal education and just like uh, what's more like casual education, like having conversations yeah. like this uh, with like kids, yeah. uh, stuff like that. And just letting kids like, yeah, experience these things like not forcing like the the masculine overtones on yeah. and stuff like that um yeah, yeah just so they can that would just them. make life better in general sure like, if yeah men, yeah you know if little yeah, boys were allowed to feel what they want to feel right like cry and not be yeah like yeah what resources need to be implemented mm. by like different organizations and groups that um advocate for mental health like what do you think that they need to be doing in order to get men to really take care of their mental health and to feel like they can like i don't know obviously i'm putting on the spot but if you have any ideas um i don't know just like i've said a million times now but like Like how do we have these like how do we get this conversation started yeah i think we just need to like feel like it's more of like a community issue rather than like just a few people experiencing it Mm -hmm. when that's like um obviously not the case uh just make it available to everyone even if that's not going to yeah. like increase like um, the rate that people uh, use it or use these resources just like making sure it's available I know um, uh, shit, I think it's called two, not two brothers um, it's called uh, I we should post it when we post this like on social media there's yeah. like uh, oh when we when we post this on social media because yeah. you're my social media manager well when Joe Rogan's assistant posts it for us um, posts yeah. it for us because yeah. they run our social right. media um but uh, there's, like, you know, just, like, groups where, like, it's just, like, an open dialogue. Um, I hate to, like, convert to, like, an AA meeting, but that's, like, kind of the vibe I get with it. Um, just people, like, yeah. uh, just feeling open and, like, being able to be honest. Uh, maybe more, like, things that are, uh, make sure people know that a lot of stuff is, like, anonymous. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's, like, uh, the um, suicide hotline or, like, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, my, my sister, my oldest sister is a psychologist, so she was telling me about... Uh, a lot of these resources as of late and she was like that's like the number one thing like if you call for someone else if you call for yourself like it's anonymous like just because you yeah if you're like a younger person listening to this or like <laughs> if you live in your parents basement like uh I don't right know like that. maybe uh, yeah no that like, if you're 23 and living in your parents basement right yeah uh if you happen to like you know need to call one of these places to like talk to someone it's not like they're gonna like call your parents right away like maybe if it's right. a, a real emergency and someone does need to step in but like yeah. Most cases, like, it's going to be completely anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, you should feel up and talking. And that's, like, you said earlier with, like, the third party. I think that's, like, a, an underlooked part of it where, like, mm-hmm. a third party has no legal right to talk to anyone and, like, no stake in your life. Like, it's not like they're going to, like, go, like, yeah. spill the tea on, like, what you just told them. Like, it's yeah. their job to keep everything anonymous, everything like that. Um, yeah. And they're never going to ask you to tell to say stuff yeah. that you don't right. feel comfortable or ready to say either. Yeah, right. Which is, like, really nice about... They just always know what to say. They, yeah, they were literally, they went to school for this. Um, yeah. Yeah, so much more people that are, um, like, professionals in this area, like, true professionals. Um, and then, like, then on the lower level, just, like, uh, more open with all people, uh, just feeling mm-hmm. more open about it. Um, yeah, especially, obviously, all the points you brought up so far about men, like, not being open. Uh, but I think that we just slowly need to, like, 
chip away at this stigma and everything. Um, again, so yeah. I, don't, I don't have a good uh, answer to your question or like good solutions because um, yeah. I know just from my own experience, like I don't really know too much um, of like what the no, grand solution is. But yeah, that's perfect though because I am so intrigued. Like, how do I get, you know, how do I get my guy friends or just the men yeah. in my life to? Not even like, I don't want to be like, you have to talk about your mental health, but just yeah. feel like they can, you yeah. know what I mean? Feel like that's okay. And that doesn't make them less of a, yeah. you know, man or less of a person. person yeah. um, and cause I, I mean, I don't know the solution cause yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what people need. Yeah. So I guess just education, like even on your own, like we've talked about that with like all social causes. I feel like uh, recently mm-hmm. just like getting yourself educated whether it's like warning signs for suicide or just like um, what the different mental health like disorders are, the spectrum of mental mm-hmm. health, like all things like that. Uh, I've definitely taken some time. It's like obviously been an issue that um, has been close to me. So I've like taken the time to yeah. to really read up on it and try to educate yeah. myself. And I think that's like, I think education yeah. in literally every topic in the world is, is people's responsibility um, and the responsibility of our formal educators and informal educators and friends just to talk about things like real issues and really try to educate other people about things that are important. I completely agree. Can I ask you one last question? Sometimes I feel like it's my responsibility to check in on people's like mental health and to make sure that like the people in my life are doing okay. Do you ever feel like that? And then do you feel, cause like also men have said this to me that they think that like, like men will be like, oh, I need like a girlfriend because then they can like help oh, yeah. me. They can like fix me. Like, do you ever feel like that way that like, a like, a woman could fix you uh, or help you with your mental health or like yeah, that sure. they should because I, and I don't know how much of this is just like me as a human being or me as a woman feeling like it is my obligation sometimes and I've really had to like unlearn that and unlearn like it's not my job to raise you it's not my job to, you know give you all the resources that you need yeah. i can just be there to support you but i can't make you fix your mental health. i can't fix your mental health yeah. for you right, and me, yeah so yeah. as much as i learned that like that is my job from a young age do you learn that that's my job also from a young age okay let me break that out into pieces and let me know which pieces i forget to address um okay the cool. the first one of like feeling like it's one's responsibility um like i said in college like i kind of took that on myself just because like i saw it was in no one else's hands, so I was just like, yeah. you know what, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll take this and then right. um, inspire other people to, like, do the same, things like that, so right. then I, like, obviously felt like it was my responsibility, and, like, but I, I chose to do that, and, like, I enjoy having that responsibility because at least I know that uh, people have somewhere to talk about it, like, again, right. like I said, like, six times, I, I feel, you know, sometimes we'll feel uncomfortable, like, people feel uncomfortable if you talk about these yeah. things, but, like, it's way better to feel a little bit uncomfortable um, in that way than, like, have something really bad happen or just like struggle on your own. Like that's yeah. not the way to solve it. Um, uh, but yeah, then hopefully we can make it like a more open dialogue and then it's like no one's one responsibility and then it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the burden is carried by everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, the next part was about like guys feeling like they need like girls to uh, be like the outlets. Yeah, I've definitely seen that. And I think like certain people maybe men men and women but definitely yeah, men uh looking for women to like be to fix like, them yeah to fix them or just like to yeah. be like that outlet where like they feel like they can be uh more open yeah. with them and like right yeah um i think that women are like oftentimes like just more emotionally intelligent with things like that 
Um, so Absolutely. So maybe men are sometimes Absolutely. smart. Are you kidding like, me? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, You're so. one of the most emotionally intelligent men oh, I thanks. know, straight men that I know, and you are not very emotionally intelligent. Thanks. Okay. I'll take so. that. Right. So I, I'm yeah. sort of compliment. Uh, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I think that maybe men are sometimes smart and looking for that, but I think that like, I personally like, um, do not ever feel like it's someone else's, um, responsibility to like take care of me or like fix me in any way. Like I'm yeah. a pretty independent person. I think that everyone should take, um, I, I don't think that like, that's the solution for people. I don't think you should be looking for like yeah. a relationship. I think that that's probably how a lot of poor relationships start and how a lot of poor relationships end because codependency, like, exactly. codependency. And that's like, I'm it's so, so bad. Cause so the girl is looking for that companionship yeah. and that guy is looking for someone to deal with his shit. So he yeah. doesn't have to. That sounds like unhealth, unhealthiness. <laughs> unhealthiness. Um, but I know a lot of relationships like that. I know oh, a lot of relationships sure. that are um, inappropriately codependent. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I can't stand that. That's why I've no. stayed out of a lot of relationships or out of a few relationships because I don't think that that's positive or healthy or how I want to carry on with my life in the least yeah literally zero percent wow good that. for you <laughs> that's that uh, i think it's just because i'm selfish and care about myself maybe too much <laughs> i think that's the way you especially yeah. right now yeah 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 i, I don't feel i don't i can't even take care of myself how am i gonna yeah, like exactly so i'm gonna take this, care of this little relationship yeah. like i'm like at like maybe a level where like a goldfish i could take care of but like right. a beta fish, no that. shot. Like I don't think I'm even there. Like no. I think I'm at Isla got me like a bunch of cactuses. She like mailed them to my house, uh, and they're yeah. like sitting in my car. Yeah, literally. So like that's. I'll yeah. probably sit there till they die. <laughs> good thing they're really so. good at not drinking water. Yeah, and sitting in my in my car in the like 100 degree yeah. heat. So. That's their their habitat. Um, They'll be fine. Yeah. They'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope that a lot of people listen to this and yeah, specifically same. men but also yeah. women because I, I do it too but i think that i don't like listen not my job to fix you not my job yeah. to whatever but sometimes i definitely and also like i don't fucking put up with that toxic masculinity bullshit yeah, yeah. that's like a hard no but sometimes i think that i am not as patient when it comes to men's mental health because sure. i do forget that as much as i was conditioned to be the emotional, yeah. you know, support for you. You were never taught to be that emotional support, or to be that vulnerable, or to Definitely. that you felt like you could. And so, unlearning as much as I'm unlearning that that's not my job. You're uh, you have to unlearn that and it's it, okay to be vulnerable, and that doesn't yeah. make you any less of a human being. Right, I agree with that. All those points. Yeah, which makes me sad. All right, so love to end it always with something you'd say. Maybe to your younger self. My younger self, I would say, listen, bitch, go get the help you fucking need. And anybody who says anything about it, tell them to fuck off. Yeah. I, am I supposed to start with listen, bitch? Is that how? Is that like the name of this or something? Um, yeah. Listen. Listen, listen, bitch. Um, <gasps> be. <laughs> What'd you just call me? <laughs> uh, be more um, open with everyone. Uh, Always remember to check in with all your friends. Uh, the reason that like friends exist is because they're like a support system. Uh, so make sure to keep that tight and uh, to bring up things like this and talk about things like this, even when people might not be. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Alex, thank you for being here as always. Yes, yes. If you guys want more Alex Chipotle in your life, 
um, hit up the Listen Bitch Instagram and let me know. And maybe if he's not too busy with his crazy schedule of living in his parents' basement, we can get him on another episode. But thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate you being so vulnerable and honest about men's mental health because the whole reason we're talking about it is because it is such like a taboo topic. And I know it's something obviously that's near and dear to your heart, especially after the last couple of months. And I love you and I'm so glad you joined me. It makes me feel like a celebrity every time I'm on, so. Yeah.